Hello, I'm Alice Arnold. Welcome to the Magic Musicals and Theatre Podcast. This is the first one of the autumn season and I've been talking to some of the cast of the concert performance of Guys and Dolls at the Albert Hall. I can only describe as... Well, it's not a church hall, this, is it? This is like a... It's part of the it's community a, centre. A community centre thing, yeah. It's a, there's a boxing gym at one end, and I'm with Adrian Lester, and we are discussing... Well, he's telling me that I've been boxing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Apparently the little ball has its own sweet spot and its own rhythm. But if, like <laughs> me, you've never hit the sweet spot, <laughs> you don't know what the rhythm is. Anyway, <laughs> I'm talking to Adrian Lester because Adrian... You were yeah. about to be in the Albert Hall yes. in a production, a sort of concert. Well, describe the production of Guys and Dolls, because it is Guys and Dolls, but presumably not with all set, all dance routines, or is it? Well, I thought it wasn't, um, but the only thing that's missing is a set. Right. Because there are dance routines. There's a chorus of guys, and they're very, very good, and they're doing all the harmonies. There's a, the London Philharmonic, uh, the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, um, we've cut bits out of the script, so it's not the full um, like Havana section and so on. There's bits missing, but it, it, it's it's like a full show, but without without set. And and Stephen's working. Stephen Mir, the director, is working really hard. He's getting us to do routines and catching and falling and harmonies, and you know it's going to be great. Yeah. And how long have you got to rehearse? Only a couple of weeks. We, or we've something. only we've got two weeks to rehearse. In two weeks, and the, and the whole thing's finished in two weeks. So it's uh, we open on. Friday the 19th um, of uh, October and then we, f- we, we close on Saturday the 20th. It's a short October. run. It's a very, sh- a very short run. It's th- I think it's the only run I've done where I, I'm not really concerned with reviews. Um, no. <laughs> what you think? I wonder, I wonder what they're going to tell the audience. Will they, will they sell tickets? It's not quick. It's too quick. Yeah. It's, too, it's just yeah. too quick. It's, it's in- now, we all know you from hustle and television dramas and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But you do have a history in this musical theatre thing, this don't you? Yes. Um, you got an Olivier Award. I, I, I did. I nabbed one. Um, I uh, played Bobby in company um, in the West End and at the Donmar Warehouse in 1997, 98. Um, and um, I, I got an Olivier Award for that. And before that, I, did, I played uh, Anthony Hope and Sweeney Todd at the National Theatre. Um, and before that... Uh, I, I started this whole thing singing, really, in a cathedral choir when I was nine. Yes, I saw that. You were, so a, you were a boy treble. I was a treble, yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, singing and, and music has always been part of my b- background. It's just, you know, when you're on telly, it doesn't come out. <laughs> Is it nice to be back again doing it's this? It's nice to be back uh, treading the boards, as they say. Yeah. Um, and, um, and doing some singing, which is it's lovely. And this is at the Albert Hall. Yeah. Have, we, have you done the Albert Hall before? I've, I've been on the stage, but I've never performed there. I, I was on... I, I should explain. Yes. <laughs> I was... Um, it was Olivier Awards, and um, uh, Ken Brenner received an award, and the cast of his season came out uh, to present it uh, uh, to him uh, as well. And um, I was part of the cast, so I remember being on the stage and just looking up and going, wow, I have to do something here. And then this came along. And you, you were about to. I jumped up. You were about yeah. to, yeah. I mean, it's a very different atmosphere, I think, performing it. Because although it's huge, it sort of seems quite intimate, people say. Yes, you, you do feel there, like people aren't very far away. Yeah. And then when you're in the audience... I mean, funny, you, you, you feel close to the stage, but you feel very far away from the other members of the audience. 
um, it's an amazing place and um, it's a it's an old school horseshoe kind of you know big theatre and it'll be great to be there it's certainly big now you met your wife when you were at drama school and you said one of your biggest achievements is managing a marriage in show business (laughs) but what do you what do you mean by that what particular issues do you think show business throws up that that challenge relationships i think any transient uh, job any job where you have to travel and be different places um for long stretches of time or even short stretches of time um uh, can take a strain on any kind of uh, uh, coupling and also if you are experiencing things um at a great intensity away from your partner that's going to change you in any way and then you come back and have to reset as a, as a as a couple i think those things are the things that in any marriage um seem to put a strain on things now, in your latest television drama, you played a surgeon and you said you'd always wanted to be a doctor when you were a boy. And I, I relate <laughs> yes. to this entirely because yeah. I wanted to be a doctor yeah. and hugely. And I actually um, went into show business and actually I still regret the fact that I'm not a doctor. Are you not happy? Well, you are. Oh, no, I'm very... Oh, gosh. <laughs> Sorry, to turn the interview around. Yeah, oh, no, that... <laughs> Do tell. No, I'm very happy. But I don't you think that, like, when you reach retirement and everything, if you'd been a doctor, you could have said, look what I did, look what I... How many people I helped and... Well, you don't. But then you see, it. you, you don't, on the uh, on the radio, and and you don't know how many people you've you know changed their day, cheered them up, helped them carry on with things they found difficult. Do you think? All the I don't know, I'm, but all those <laughs> things. And if you were a doctor, you would have gone. Just think, I could have been on the radio. I could, <laughs> <laughs> it's always grass is green. I could have done it? that. I could have read that news bulletin. I could have spent my life doing that. Anyway, right now, you're playing Sky Masterson. Yes, yes, I am. In this, uh, who was played by Marlon Brando, and mm-hmm. and he's been played well a lot of obviously, lots of mm-hmm. people, because mm-hmm. there have been lots of productions of it, yeah. Ewan McGregor. Who are you taking your inspiration from the sky? I, I try not to look at anyone who's done the part before. I try not to listen to anybody. I try to um, come at it fresh and pretend somewhere in my head that it's a new piece and it hasn't been done before. And so I just, I just look at that. And so you're not copying, you're not, you're not giving the audience something they've already seen. You're, you're doing your clean pure interpretation of it and in that way then maybe you know as you look at it you'll find something new and what's your favorite number my favorite number in the so show. far because so we're far. only we've only been rehearsing for two and a half days um, or something. I, i'm very <laughs> fond of actually my favorite numbers are the ones i'm not in uh what does that tell you um uh it's sit down you're rocking the <laughs> yeah, boat but actually I, re- I really like if i were a bell i think that's a great mm-hmm. song are we going to be seeing more musical theatre from you? Is this the start of a, a rekindling of your musical theatre career? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm a restless, restless bloke, really. Um, whenever I've done a bit of, when I um, went into Hustle, uh, a couple of people referred to me as, oh, that, that theatre actor is going to do TV. And when I went back and did some theatre, people went, what, that block off the telly? You can mm-hmm. do theatre. Um, so it's the same with music, you know, or doing some Shakespeare or comedy or what have you. So I think I'll just continu- continue to, be restless and try and do yeah. something new. And is there like a part that you're sort of hankering to do, <laughs> apart from Sky Masters and obviously? Uh, musical theatre, I think at some point I'd love to play Sweeney Todd in Sweeney mm-hmm. Todd. Um, but, you know, I have to see if that ever comes around. Um, apart from that, there's n- nothing really that I'm hankering for. I just kind of, you know, go with the each, flow. Go with the flow. Each week something new happens and you go, no way. Or you go, oh, yes, that'd be great. 
Well, Adrian Lester, thank you very much. Thank you. I won't keep you anymore because you've got to go and get a sandwich or something and I've keep up your body strength for <laughs> the, the afternoon's <laughs> rehearsal and the and the potential boxing the opportunity potential boxing, yes. in in the community centre <laughs> where we are. I'll go on the speedball. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You're Thanks welcome. Very thank much. you. Thank you. Now with Lara Pulver. Um, who's who's now? You are playing Sarah Brown. I am in Guys and Dolls at the Albert Hall. I am. Who ends up with Sky Master? Mr. Mr. We've Sky just given Master. the whole plot away now. Do you think people don't know? <laughs> spoiler. Do you spoiler think out there. That spoiler. Have never seen spoiler. Guys and Dolls, alert. Maybe. I, do you know what? I'd never seen Guys and Dolls until 2005 when you and McGregor did the stage production. Oh, had you not? No, I've I never saw. seen the movie. Really? Nope. Actually, I'm not sure I've ever seen the whole movie, but I've seen the production quite a few times. Right, um, and it's oh, it's just such a brilliant show. That's why they keep bringing it yeah, back, isn't it? Yeah, it's the, just joyous, isn't it? You come out just. And this one, this is the, the the sort of concert version, and we've just heard from Adrian that it it's a bit more than just a concert. I mean, you are kind of staging it. We we're we're a fully staged kind of abridged version, I'd probably say, right. because obviously at the Albert Hall we can't do elaborate scene changes, and, and the orchestra are on stage with us. And um, oh, are they? So you presumably not heard them yet you won't hear them to the sixth next probe. week yes which is my favorite part of the rehearsal process mm. when you especially with a 60-piece orchestra Oof. it's gonna sound yeah, amazing it's, isn't it's, it i would go not to see or hear any of us but literally just to listen to the to the um the orchestra play the the score at the albert hall so when do you first play when do you first sing with the orchestra thursday next week and it opens on the Friday. Yes. Okay. <laughs> right. So if that's all wrong, you've got a day to sort it out. Yeah, I'll we'll figure it out. It won't be wrong. The Albert Hall also has fantastic acoustics and stuff. You know, they've got that sound thing yeah. sorted. Yeah. So you'll be all right with that. Now, you mm. you studied musical in musical theatre really from teeny tiny. I did, yes. Yeah. You were a little, little girl singer-dancer. Yeah, from like 11 um, when my mum was... Um, anticipating a summer holiday with with two young girls going what am I going to do with them for six weeks um, there was a, a advertisement in our local library for a production of Annie and um, and she um, suggested I went along and I was like no because I was very sporty so I was netball and tennis mm-hmm. and running and rounders and everything I was like no I don't and all the girls were in like ballet shoes with ballet buns and, and of course I went in there in Plimpsoles and running shorts, and they were like, "Whoa, there's our Annie!" There's our Annie, exactly, <laughs> perfect Little for that. Did I know? So yeah, it was from eleven, and then I joined the National Youth Music Theatre when I was thirteen. So you've done. I mean, this is well. We know you. I don't know. People mm. will also, of course, because you've had an amazing career in musical theatre. But you also, you were in Sherlock. Mm-hmm. How was that? Fantastic. I think much like Adrian, I've had the the luxury and the pleasure to be able to jump from doing some musicals early on in my career and then branching into TV and film and then I, had, I hadn't done until Gypsy back in 2015 I hadn't done a musical for 10 years oh really so um yeah so I'd, I'd had a bit of a break and um not necessarily intentionally just where you know work took me and then um and then I had a baby last year and Ooh. so this is my first musical back I had a little boy. Did you? Yes. That's nice. Yes, a wonderful, a wonderful yeah. son. So, yeah. are you singing to him? Yeah, that's what's do. hilarious. When they were like, "Oh, come and do Guys and Dolls," and I was like, mm, "In the last eighteen months, I've probably literally just sung, go to sleep, my <laughs> son, don't wake up, please.'" <laughs> 
But it's interesting because when you do the television stuff like Sherlock, mm -hmm. which was so kind of, I mean, such an iconic series, really, mm. the level of recognition and fame is really different, isn't it, from from stage work, from musical theatre or whatever, yeah, don't, don't you think? Well, you're instantly reaching a much larger audience. Mm. Um, so, um, so, yeah, obviously over a, maybe a year's run, you'd reach the same amount of, as one episode of an hour of television, which is kind of crazy, but mm. um, yeah. But now you live in LA, don't you? Oh, we've just moved to New York, actually, but oh. I've been in Los Angeles for nine Sorry. years. So what leads you to be living the other side of the pond? So I did a fantastic production of Parade at the Donmar Warehouse, which transferred to the Mark Taper Theatre in Los Angeles. So I went out there for a six months or so and then I came home and it was like the end of November and I was in my little one bedroom flat and it was raining it was cold and I was like mm, I want the palm trees in the sun again um, so I on New Year's Eve of that year of 2009 I flew back out to Los Angeles with a little bit of money in my, my pocket going thought well let's see how, how long this lasts and, wow. and give it a whirl and it was more it was more a lifestyle thing it wasn't necessarily for work it was I just really enjoyed the mountains of California and I could go skiing within an hour of Los Angeles I could be at the beach and I've always been such an outdoors sporty person I just really enjoyed that quality of life and the food and the produce it was so fresh and and I just yeah because lots of people don't like the kind of LA yeah I don't know falseness in we, a way but what you're describing of skiing in mountains and fresh produce is not the LA that I think a lot of us think of yeah, I think mean, we I, think I, of television producers saying you're wonderful and then right I, turning I, their back I think on if you, you want moment. to be at industry parties hobnobbing and doing that thing that's there but too. you weren't there for that but, you were but there for no I was lucky I met a lovely kind of core group of of people who just love being in California and and now have kids and and um and just live a lovely quality of life and like some people do when they decide to maybe leave London and go out into the country mm. it's like just a, a different a different quality of life and having grown up 45 minutes from the centre of London and been in and out of the city it was just it's just been a new chapter a new adventure for me and now three weeks ago we just moved to, to Brooklyn in New York and, and I'm and so loving what that brings you so, to, what brought that change so my husband's shooting a TV show he's an actor also yeah. um, is filming a TV show out there and and with a young family we just like to be together obviously as much as much as possible and um so we we uprooted and please tell me you've got a kind of warehouse apartment in manhattan we're actually we're actually sporting a brownstone oh it's, it's not you? yeah i oh, know i know oh. we yeah we've got we've got very very wow. i know i got wow. a bit lucky <laughs> but um i we were totally up for like the warehouse apartment and in, in dumbo or somewhere really cool um but we just couldn't find one and then um, ended up in this amazing brownstone house, which my 20-month-old son is loving because he's not really done... Like, everything in California is lots quite lateral. Of yeah, no, yeah, lots of stairs. No, brown, they do carry your brown paper shopping bags up those front steps. That's what, that's yeah. what I imagine Except it's actually like it's more like you're pushing the buggy up them and oh, right. it's falling down and it's <laughs> raining. and It's, it's not, not sex in the city in our house. It's more like, whoa! Um, so, um, yeah, it's been fantastic so far. So, um, so you're but, just moving to where the work is really either you or your husband's work you kind of at the moment go where that is yeah it's, it's always making kind of conscious choices of okay logistically when the job comes in can we make this work is this something worth uprooting our family for you know mm. it's 
it's very much thought out and very much me coming here it's the first time I've been away from my son I was going to say so how long are you here for did you just here for these two weeks two weeks yeah right yeah okay um, and, oh, you um, must be missing him terribly. Yeah, I really am. Oh, really am. Yes. Um, and it's amazing at this age because they just change like daily, hourly. Um, but he's with his daddy and they're having a fantastic time. And we've, we've got an amazing family. And within minutes, my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law flew out to because they fancied a little trip to New York and to, to help out. So we've been we've been super super lucky. But um, it is a very much a conscious thing of okay, I'd really like to go away and do this job. Does it work at this time with, you know, ev- mm. everything else? Because um, um, it's, it's, family is so important to us. And Sarah Brown was someone you'd always wanted to play. Is that why you did you know, you know, I saw, over to London Well, I saw Jenna do Russell do it in the 2005 production and she had me belly laughing. And I hadn't anticipated, just from knowing some of the music, I hadn't anticipated it being a funny role. Mm. Um, well, because you think of Adelaide as the funny yeah, and, and she was like kind of the straight lace, and and um, but she was just brilliant and hilarious and also heartbreaking, and obviously that was thirteen years ago I saw it, and there was a recent revival. Yes, um, but I was involved in Gypsy, so um, and so I thought I'd missed the boat, excuse the pun, um, on ever playing Sarah Brown and having just worked with Imelda, she did Guys and Dolls at the National I where know. she met her husband and just had such an I ex- saw it an ex- well, everyone talks about that production and she said you know it's the most extraordinary show and so I thought god shame I won't get a chance to do it and then this came along so this was definitely and this the, is perfect because you don't have to do it for six months right so I still get to put my son to bed when I mm-hmm. when I get home after two weeks mm-hmm. which is a pleasure <laughs> but you get to did you know it pretty well before you got to I knew some of the music or, yeah yeah yeah, because it would be tough to learn it in two. Well, yeah. it wouldn't be. And other parts in musical theatre that you would like to play in the future? Oh gosh, there's so many. There's there's, there's so many also that that one forgets. Like um, obviously all the Sunday musicals, I I think are fantastic and have such great parts. Um, having just done Gypsy, it's kind of hard to think of another musical mm-hmm. quite as as wonderful with such a great journey as what playing Louise and Gypsy Rosalie was. Um, but yeah, who knows? Um, I, I just love doing stage work. I suppose but ideally it would crop up on Broadway, wouldn't it? Whatever this musical is. Yeah. Or and play, then, or, and yeah. then you can be there while your husband's filming his yeah. television series and yeah, great jobs agent? are good. And, well, that seems <laughs> to work. I, I can't, I've mapped that out. It's, yeah. It seems fairly simple. It's a plan. It's done. (laughs) It's a deal done. (laughs) Yes. Excellent. Well, Laura, lots of luck for next weekend. And then have a lovely time when you get back to your little boy. Thank you, I shall. Thank you. (laughs) With Jason Manford and Meow Meow. Um, uh, Jason's looking. He spilled his lunch down Why the have shirt. you not mentioned that? It's radio. No, exactly. Paint a picture for the listener. Think, no, they don't Paint care. a picture for the we'll, listener, Jason. We'll make up a picture. Uh, uh, Jason's looking incredibly dapper. Thank you. Thank um, you. Like his character. Yes, now, I you... have lost weight. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you've come out of rehearsal in your lunch break to chat to me. Meow, meow. Yes. You're playing Adelaide. I am. Yes. Uh, no, what Miss Adelaide you, to you. What, oh, Since pardon. we're not familiar beg, yet. Yes. Beg your pardon. No, we <laughs> We're not. I've never met you before. What so a treat. I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, uh, I've uh, not spilled my lunch, listeners. No, actually, no. And if I am painting a picture for the listeners, meow, meow, you have got the most incredible hair. Yes, I had which, a good hair day today, so yeah. it's something that I'm, I'm thrilled about. Yes, but, um, it's big hair. It is big. It's big, big hair is good hair. Yeah. You can hide things in it. <laughs> Extra pens. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, I would know, never, know, never know what that might it's feel like receptacle. to have big hair. <laughs> but it's big hair, yeah. and you're looking incredibly glamorous in a sort of Well, I've got a degree style. of sequin on, yes. um, a comfy shoe, but a degree of sequin. And I, I do, when we're in rehearsal, I wear very high shoes, because I can't... I'm, I'm, I am an actor, but I really do prefer to have the shoe for the show. And then mm-hmm. everything seems to move up from there. Now we can hear a hint of your Australian accent. Oh, I think it's just but your hearing, perhaps the echoey halls of the... Um, <laughs> now, if you're getting really Australian, it would be something else. But no, 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 no. Eternally mysterious and foreign, I think. Right. And ma- mainly I'm kind of all very adenoidal for... Uh, for Adelaide? Yeah. Yes, and not from Australia. Uh, no, then no. it'd be more flat. No. When more I- closed mouth. <laughs> when I when I met Jason outside, you were doing your New York accent. I just come out of the rehearsal hall, and so I was still sort of in that voice. Yeah, everyone but, hated um, you for it, Jason. Yeah, they were like, "Stop it's, doing that! Don't yeah. be that guy! Try no. acting, darling." It's, it's <laughs> pretend. It's yeah. pretend. You <laughs> see? To be honest, it's it's because once you sort of find it in oh. the morning, and you know you've got all afternoon to do it as well, you're a bit like, "Oh, now I've got a, now I've got an hour of being." Mancunian Jason and they've got to go back into 1950s New York Nathan so there is uh, and actually my friend Corey who's in the show who was with me then when we came out he is from New York so it actually it's kind of fine I just sort of oh. keep copying him yes exactly Copy well you him. need a phrase or something yes. you know you're being you're northern you just say e-bagum and you're back in it exactly that's, that's, that's the, how it works that's it's exactly that. how it works now listening to the <laughs> two of you and seeing the two of you mm. there can't be how are you rehearsing this because you're just both funny all the time and mucking about Meow is, is hilarious <laughs> which is very difficult because I'm actually as although I am a comedian I'm a very serious actor and yeah. when I'm in the rehearsal studio I, I'm very I don't mess around at all do I mm, and I'm a very serious comedian so it's all right isn't it <laughs> no it, the, we've had a couple of instances I mean we've only got a very short rehearsal period which is I why know. we're all sort of keeping in our you know, for, you know, terrorising the hotel staff at where I'm staying, certainly with poor Ad, Adenoidal Adelaide. But I think um, it's quite hard not to giggle, so I've had to pitch a few things right away from Jason's mm-hmm. face because it's too funny when we're... Yeah, it's going to be interesting on, on when yeah. we're doing it properly. You've <laughs> got, when you're doing a... Pro- you've got, well, is it three performances? We're is doing it three performances. One on the Friday and two on the Saturday right. or the other Friday way? Friday yeah. the 19th, 20th uh, matinee and 20th evening. And then it's yeah. done. And then done. And so the first night party is literally the night before the last <laughs> night party. Yeah, but at the same time, like... You know, but as a serious actor, Jason, you won't be attending. I'll be very much uh, straight no. through... Uh, I'll know. be FaceTiming him from the party. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's a few people with, you know, young children in the cast. and I mean, really young children. One, yeah. uh, you know, one of the guys has, four, has got a four-day-old, you know. So <laughs> oh. there's a lot of, like, finishing going. Like, there's no... It's, it's a weird thing sometimes. You're not having fun then, no partying, no, no partying, company no. spirit. We found a lovely Zero. Italian around the corner, which we're all right. raving about. Um, so is he. Yes, he's a lovely fella. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Sorry, listeners. <laughs> but it's interesting when you do these productions, because I don't know how many you've done. You've done quite a few, haven't mm. you? You've done more than me, I'm sure. But um, I've noticed it in the sort of four or five I've done that. There is always like a... There's an age gap between... A lot of the time, between the principal characters and your ensemble, who are like often young, fit, athletic, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, boys and girls. And then, and then you're like sort of their dad really you know like, you could easily be that age certainly from where I'm from uh, once there's 15 years in between you you're very much old enough to be their dad and, uh, <laughs> and so there's, there's sort of like a 
I don't know. It's it's not like let's all go out and get a no. Because I just I think they probably just want to go to Nando's and play on the arcade games. <laughs> no, no, it is the way in musical theatre though, isn't it? Because yeah. the grown ups are sort we of just doing want to crochet. And, and the and the, and the <laughs> yes, and the chorus are so young yeah. and Code, obviously. children who are you know well, and we can walk, kick their legs over their heads. Me and, and Corey walked stuff. past Greg's. Oh, you were there as well, yeah. Yeah, We walked past Greg's before, and there was like three of these young fit dancers, these three lads <laughs> in Greg's, and I was. Was like, look at them! I was furious. It doesn't even matter. They can have no. a pasty, and it's gone by tea it's time. Gone. Yeah, I saw them all walking out. They Live do it. look incredibly fit. Don't they? Are you doing some dancing and, and stuff in this? Oh yes, I can still kick my legs up. You can? Yeah, How yeah. can you? Really yeah. high? I can still knock myself well, out well, you with my own very, talent. You're not very yeah. old. I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about no, the because we've got the, the wonderful Stephen Meir as director, yeah. who's also you know a brilliant choreographer. So there's an aesthetic that works quickly and is so visually satisfying I think so yeah. it would be it would be wasting everyone if we weren't I mean the music's fabulous yeah. it's got these great dance routines in there why wouldn't you yeah you've got to yeah he's, the, he's the perfect director actually Stephen for, for, for a production in that size auditorium because even if you're sat at the back in the £17.50 seats or whatever it is uh, you know you're still going to get this full spectacle because he's just got that Imagination to go. What's it going to look like up there and here? And, and how there. big is the cast? I know the orchestra's huge. How big is the, the cast? The orchestra's big, and we're pretty. I don't know. There's about. Have you counted so them? No, haven't counted. Only counted our lines, obviously. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but no. I think there's about thirty of us. Yes, yeah, I think it's, there's lots of really wonderful dancers. A lot of crap shooters. <laughs> uh, are there? That's what they and call my hot box yeah. girls as yeah. well. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 So, so yeah, it's good. It's, it's a big production. It's massive, days. and it has to be for the Royal Albert Hall. You it does. Of, you know, the, the things that have gone there before it, you know, there's, there's something about those. I find it when you, you know, I'm sure you're the same, when you find it in some of those venues where you get to and you think, and sometimes there's posters up of other people yes. and things that have been there, and you think, oh, crikey. Miami, have you done the Albert Hall before? I have, with Pink Martini, a lovely band oh. called Pink Martini, and um, got myself very professionally locked in a shower in one of the... Dressing room four, listeners, don't ever use that one. <laughs> uh... <laughs> That was quite a hilarious and unexpected moment, so I shall be very careful when I when I go back to the beautiful Royal Albert <laughs> Hall to have washed before I enter the building. Right. Yes. Yeah. And and are you going back to Australia after this? I go or straight you into a fantastic uh, gala for um, it's called the Coming Out Ball, and it's an, uh, a gala really for pensioner um, people of the LGBTQ and all. It's quite a beautiful event that happens in Australia. A pensioner? Yeah, so like um, older age, uh, it's an older age, huge dance party. Oh, how brilliant. um, For the LGBTQ community. We don't have one of those It's really, it's it's very special. So it's for older people to come out, or they're already out? They're they're out, but often there's been no, you know, there's people who are in their 90s and things like that. It's pretty gorgeous, because actually that thing of being able to go out and dance. Of course. Uh, publicly. Yeah, yeah. That sounds great. It's kind of... So I'm whipping straight back to climb on a trapeze for that. Are you climbing on trapeze for Yes, it? I'll be on a trapeze. Of course you will. Oh, yeah. what, no, why? <laughs> Where is why all the tool going to fall otherwise? I can't be on oh, ground level. <laughs> OK. Um, have I done... Did I ask you um, if there are any musical theatre parts that you hadn't done before that you were dying to do in the future? Ooh. I think you'd make a great Leo Bloom. I feel Leo Blue is right Blue. up my alley, don't you? Oh, you'd be great. I love that. There's a there's a few. I'm, I am a Kandra Neb 
fan. Mm-hmm. So there's all sorts of roles in all of those. Mm. MCs. Yeah. Chicago. Chicago. They're, they're great musicals, I think. Mm. I really love them. Um, I've done quite, quite a lot. Um, yes, so... But I... There's not one that you've missed and thought... Well, no, I think it's always evolving, and certainly I wasn't a huge Miss Adelaide fan until I really um, started, you know, looking at it and went, oh, my God, she's so layered and so delightful, and, you know, she Mm. has a whole mad fantasy world of creating a married life and pretending she's been married for 12 years yeah. with five children. I mean, she's quite a fantabulous... Yeah, she is. Oh, she um, is. Not and just she's tragic and funny fiance. and she's, yeah. you know, she's everything, isn't she? Yeah. She breaks your heart, I think. Oh, she's absolutely brilliant. And yeah. um, going back, you know, reading the Damon Runyon where it all came from and, you know, I like, I'm a bit of a history fanatic so I like going through the, going to the original text. Done your research. I've done my research. Um, I show off about it a lot, don't She's I? mentioned Does it she? a lot. I just, I just the research. It yeah. <laughs> but really, it is um, a show-offy way of procrastinating and not learning lines. <laughs> and what have you done, Jason? You just played dice. I didn't even watch the film. Was that your research? You went to the, yeah, went the to Penny the Fool's Casino. Casino. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> research is the academic equivalent of sharpening pencils, I think. And, um, you know, it's like, it's just, oh, I can just avoid like, learning these lines a bit more with a bit of... Yeah. Well, I couldn't possibly learn that until I've done all of the reading that has ever yeah. been written. I watched. I certainly went and you know found online and found other people who'd played the part and sort of and take things on that because we've not got a huge rehearsal time. You've not got that time to sort of try. Oh, I'll try this and see what happens and see if this works. And then oh, it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm left and stuck yeah. with that then. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we met last week as well because we have to have been in love for 14 years and mm. it was really great just to have a chat about. I think both of us being comedians, there's often an expectation in a rehearsal room that you'll just be hilarious and sort of do your own thing, whereas what we discovered was we're both very passionate about the, you know, about the work. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of a freedom mm. to not be careful of treading on each other's yeah. comedy toes and just... Yeah, just do the piece. Do yeah. it and play. Yeah. People ask that a lot, actually, when, you, when we're doing stuff with Ross Noble and, you know, various other comics, Phil Jupiter, and, and they always say, you know, oh, it's because you're comedians, will you be able to stick to the script? Mm. And, and if anything, you're, like, you're more true to it because you know the sort of effort that's gone into writing it and, to, you know, perfecting it and getting it right. So, if anything, you're like, no, what I need as a comedian, and we discussed this um, last week, was you sort of, you need boundaries to be set there's no point just getting a blank slate and saying do whatever you want because that's really mm. hard but somebody says here's the boundaries here's the edges and then as a comic as an actor you can then play around within that as much as you can that's where the fun is it's actually mm. the real funniness comes from being at the very sort of the edges of it and sort of pushing it slightly just pushing your boundaries seeing how far you can go with until the director goes <laughs> no I said to him I have to get it out of my system so I have to do a bit of shenanigans first yeah. and then he'll just say Ten days till the show. <laughs> ten days till the show. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you yes. very much. It's a brilliant script, though, and that means that the, you know, it's such a well-oiled machine yeah. of its own as a piece of brilliant musical theatre that you're not sort of grappling with, oh, this doesn't work dramaturgically yeah, or a clunky or, script yeah. and all of that sort of stuff that sometimes, especially doing new work, mm. um, a lot of the energy is actually making it magical and in fact what we've been given is something already what's, magical what's what's a bit hard about it is that they it is a cut down version from the west end mm. production so there's cer- there's certain stuff in it that you go oh oh i know i know why this is happening although the the subtext isn't necessarily 
on the page anymore as it, mm -hmm. as it was because it's been cut <clears throat> yeah yeah so that that's been quite that's been a, a sort of revelation as I'm going through Nathan's part. I'm like, oh, that joke's not there. Joke, you know, so you're, you're trying to have to, you know, you're you've got to less time it. maybe to build the character if, if, yes, if scenes, exactly, verbal yeah. scene will, yeah. are gone. Well, you know, the, the, what, what you sort of, I guess what you miss in some of that, you know, superfluous gags and, and bits is that you've got this huge, wonderful orchestra on stage with you. Yeah. For the whole time, which is just, that's really exciting. Don't be mucking about with them. Can't, they do not muck around. No. They do not, thus, no way. You've not got time with them anyway. The music, Musicians' Union are on it. Yeah, yes, that's, that's <laughs> true. They're like lunchtime. Yeah, like, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, they're right. <laughs> yes. They're gone. <laughs> those, wow. Those violin bows are on the floor and they're <laughs> yeah, exactly. after that, yes. Anyway, well, both of you, thank you so thank much you. for Welcome. chatting thank and good luck next weekend. I'm Alice Arnold and that was the Musicals and Theatre Podcast. If you enjoyed that, then you can hear me every Saturday and Sunday morning from 6 till 10 on Mellow Magic, where I have lots of lovely, timeless, relaxing classics, musical numbers and interviews.